calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. I almost <laughs> forgot my job. I think that's so funny because we literally, we literally just, just established said... <laughs> it like a second before we started recording. And I have like a split second of being like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done here. Let I did everything that I was supposed to do. Access my notes. Yeah. So... I love that we chose to do this Mm -hmm. uh, on the heels of a holiday weekend because, man, I needed something easy. (laughs) Yeah. This was nice. So if you haven't looked at the title of this episode on your phone or wherever you're listening, we are going to be talking about a semi-problematic favorite that is The Notebook. The Notebook. So we decided we wanted to do, we've already done a problematic TV show, and we wanted to do a problematic fave movie edition. Yeah. Of which there are many, many. There's many. I mean, I feel like this is, like, fairly tame as far as, like, problems go. I, I agree. I think that the problems are glaring yeah. problems. But I also think, and I forgot and didn't realize until I was re-watching it, that the movie actually handles a lot of other things really well. Yes. So let's jump in. Should we start with maybe a recap Okay, so if you... Of like, what it's about? Of the movie itself, so okay. that people understand what we're talking about. Because if you are one of the 2% of human beings who has not seen this movie, because yeah. I feel like most people have probably seen yeah, it. Yeah, it came out in 2004, so for me, that was, like, 8th grade. I was peak, 14. Peak, like, romantic comedy with my girlfriends on a Friday night kind of time, where we would just, like, watch this and cry. This and A Walk to Remember. I just oh, remember God. watching and crying. Oh, God, yeah. The only two good Nicholas Sparks movie adaptations. Oh, my God, I totally forgot they were both Nicholas Sparks, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the yeah. only two good ones, in yeah, my opinion. that's true. Um, I mean, I've, I've seen several others, same. but they're all vaguely the same. Right. These, um, those two, I feel like, are probably, because they were the first, maybe, or, like, the first of its... Of its kind, of its genre. But, I mean, all of them are fairly similar Mm -hmm. as far as just, like, a love story. It's a little soapy. It's a little, you know... Sad and sappy. But I still enjoyed it, actually, a lot more than I was anticipating. I was kind of dreading it. I hadn't seen it in, like, ten years and, like... Going into it, I'm like, it's so long. It is so long. And I just was like, I don't feel like watching this type of movie. Like, I wasn't in the mood. I started watching it, not yesterday, but the day before. 
And then today, obviously, I was like, I gotta watch this movie. So I like got up, made myself a pot of coffee, turned on the notebook, and it, I was like, It's incredibly long. In. It's like two hours. Yeah. So just know that if you're gonna go watch the notebook, because it, that seems excessive for a love story. It yeah. seems like although like they draw it out, and then I feel like the end is very quick. So I feel like yes. there's gonna be spoilers for the end. Right. Okay. Yeah. So uh, let's just establish that right now. If you have not seen. Um, I almost said a walk to remember. If you have not seen The Notebook and it's something that you want to watch and you yeah. don't want it spoiled for you, first of all, why did you wait so long? Because 2004 was a long time ago. That was 14 years ago, guys. Um, But secondly, if that is the case for you, go ahead and turn this off. Go watch it. Then come back and then you will know exactly what there we're talking about. There will be spoilers. There will so. be many spoilers. So. so in case you haven't seen it or you haven't seen it in a long time, a real short recap of kind of what The Notebook is. So we start out with... Old man Noah and old man Allie. Well, but hold on. Wait, what? It's, it's old man Duke, which is very confusing. Because they don't want to say, because he's reading the book. Right, but it's odd to me that they everyone calls him Duke. And I'm like, yeah. when did you become Duke? That is never established. Because they know that he's Noah, right? Right, of course. I mean, I'm I, assuming I feel like... that because he lives in the nursing home that, that he was like, hey, I'm going to read her this book every day. But then if that was the case, couldn't he change... The names in the story because her name is Allie. Does she not know her name is Allie? Because he's reading a story about a girl named Allie. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I find the Duke thing to be very strange. Not that old people don't have nicknames, but I'm like, could you maybe establish the nickname at some point during the story? And I understand that it's supposed to be a, like, surprise! This is Noah reading to Allie. But, like, I feel like that's pretty obvious But it it does become pretty obvious fairly quickly. Well, I mean, even, I mean, those two actors are amazing, and the way that he looks at her, you can just tell that that's what it is. There's a reason he cares so much about her, you know? So, old Allie is played by Gina Reynolds, and old Noah is played by James Garner, Mm -hmm. and they are lovely and fantastic, both couple. So... It opens with him reading her this story. I think she it's, has dementia. It's established pretty early that she has dementia. Yeah. Um, and doesn't remember him. Yeah. And so he starts telling the story of how they met. How they met is very problematic. Should we'll we get talk into about that. how they met, or should we just talk about the recap? Let's give right a now. recap and then go back to the beginning and talk about it. Got it. So they meet in a very problematic way. He's like, go out with me. She's like, no, no, no. They finally end up going out. They fall deeply in love very quickly. Um, she is a rich, he is a poor. And her parents are <laughs> you like... You rich, me, poor. Yeah. Her, her, oh. her parents are like, you cannot date a poor. That's not our lifestyle. <laughs> it's not a poor person. It's just, you're a poor. A poor. You're a poor. Yes, precisely. Done, and so... Um, they end up splitting up because he keeps her out way, way, way too late. Yeah, and then um, the cops get called, and it's like it's a whole a thing. It's a big hubaloo. And then the, the next morning, they're like, we're taking you back to North Carolina or wherever she's from. Wherever and the then fuck. she goes to college at Sarah Lawrence in New York. And like, and she becomes a nurse in the war. Noah goes away to the war. Which, like, lasts five minutes, and then, like, his best friend dies. And it's such a, like... Listen, it's, it's not about you, Finn. It's about I the... know, but like it's such a random. Like I just feel like it shouldn't have even been in it. You know what well, I mean? Like it. I think it's to symbolize because later on. Um, so yeah, let's let's fast forward a little okay, bit. Okay, sorry. So, so um, later on, you see Noah when he gets back from the war after his dad dies. dies. And again, that well, was the a... dad. The dad though, like, sells his house to buy this old rundown 
like mansion that uh, I almost just called him Ryan. That Noah Ryan and Allie almost fucked in. Yeah. But didn't. But didn't. Almost fucked, but didn't fuck in. And then Allie was like, I want a White House and blue shutters. Will you promise me you'll make it? And he's like, I promise you, baby, anything you want. And then so he goes back and builds this house. She sees his face in the newspaper. She's in a really ugly wedding dress. Falls she to the ground. She passes out because bitches be fainting. Bitches right? be fainting. So she, but I mean, I think the reason why they needed to do that very quick his best friend is dead, and then that very quick, his dad, dad is dead. Yeah. Like, the funeral scene was so fast. It was, like... 30 seconds. 30 seconds of, like, establishing that we're at a gravesite. And a, sh- a pat on the shoulder, like, condolences. Yeah, done. and yeah. I think that they needed to do that because you need to understand that Noah is, like, a alone. broken man. Like, yeah, he's he alone has now. lost everyone he loves, yeah. and he's just spent the last seven years drinking, yeah. apparently. Drinking yeah. and fixing a house. That's all drinking he's done. Drinking and having sex with a war widow. And having sex with a war widow. Poor I, woman. I like that Poor, woman. I do, too. Poor woman. We're going to talk more about Martha later. Yeah. So, Martha, I like you. Allie meets this other guy when she's a nurse in the war. Lon. Lon. And... I think that there's problems with that as well. And then she... Um, I actually really like Lon. No, I like Lon too, but there's <laughs> but there's a weird pattern that happens with her and men that I thought was interesting that I read online that I hadn't really thought of. And then she's like, but I saw Noah in the paper. So she like goes to see Noah. And then... And can we talk about how understanding Lon is that she goes... She sees Noah in the paper, passes yeah. out, has just like a semi-nervous breakdown where she's laying in the bathtub with her veil on. Yeah. And then she's like, hey, I really need to figure some stuff out. I'm going to go away to Seaside or wherever the fuck they were at. Seabrook, yeah. I think, is where they yeah. were. Um, and, and he's like, great, honey, whatever you need. He's like, take your time. Are you yeah. okay? Are we okay? I know. He, he he's checks so in. Sweet. I know. He's so nice. And that's, uh, what is it? Steve Marsden? Is that his name? Uh, Steve? James. James Marsden. <laughs> James Marsden. Fuck, I've been talking about him a lot lately, too. Like, he just keeps popping up and everything. He hot. I see. Like, he's great. He's he hot. He hasn't aged a bit. He looks the same. And he looks like a, a beautiful, you know, cartoon character. He looks like a Clark Kent. Did he play Clark Kent in any I don't time? think so. He but he like did he play, play a literal Disney prince. Yeah, he did so. in, in Enchanted, yeah. so it makes sense. Um, and then she goes back, she meets uh, back up, they reconnect, they have sex after they are in the rain, which is that very famous scene. And um, then after that, she... The mom shows up. Says. And reveals that Noah wrote her every day for a year. And she's like, OMG, the love of my life. And then Lon shows up there. Well, hold on. The mom also oh, reveals, reveals that, that she, she also loved a poor at one point. <laughs> Stop. And, and still Can goes. Can we just call this episode The Notebook, a problematic fave for the love of a poor. For the love of a poor. <laughs> she goes and um, so... And it's, it's also like, kind of creepy. You see that man over there? Yeah. I loved him 25 years ago. She still goes and, like, watches him sh- shovel dirt or whatever. Yep. Which and she's is, like, I love your father. I know you do, Mama. I know you do. Your father, the, like, Monopoly millionaire? Who looks like a Bond villain. <laughs> like, does. his fucking mustache. I'm like, what is your deal? It's like some people you look at and you're like, you're racist. And, yeah. like, that guy is one. He's, you look at him and you're like, you're definitely racist. racist. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he looks like a southern plantation owner. Well, and then, so, like, she goes to Lon because he's in town, and she, like, tells him what happened, and he's like, there are three things that I could do, and, like, but none of them would have me end up with you, Yeah, and I still he says, love you. I could kill him, I could punch him, or I could... 
something. something. And I don't know. But, sh- but he's but like, that's so sweet. Yeah. And he's like, but none of them would have me be with you. I really love you. And then like cut to Allie driving up to the house that Noah's in. She's like, no, I'm going to choose this problematic relationship over I here. I know. <laughs> like, girl. Well, and that's the thing is like. He, Noah is so manipulative when he's talking about what do you want? What do you want? Don't let other people run your life. Because to me, he's the one. He's running her life. He's running her life. Sure. Because he's like, what? Because it's security? Because it's it's money. He's got money. And like, that wasn't the point. Oh, God. Okay. So that's basically the rundown of, uh, yes. well, hold on. Then we oh, yeah. go back to old, old Noah and Allie. Um, and there's like a... A moment where Allie kind of freaks out. She, like, sundowns or whatever that is. Well, no, she remembers. Well, but she does that. She, like, sundowns first and then she... Oh, wait, no. She remembers first. She remembers and then they're dancing and she's like, let's just get in a car and go away. And he's like, no, 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 we can't do that. And then then all of a sudden she snaps back and she starts freaking out. Right. And then Noah has another heart attack and goes away for a few days and then... And then they die together beautifully. And then swans. Our love can do anything. And then birds. And then birds. In the so final. Many birds. See, so many birds. So in many the birds. opening. So, so much bird many shit. birds. Oh, I fast forwarded through the opening. I was Jesus. like, this is three minutes long. No, it's no, no, too no. Too long. The year is 2004. We are beyond <laughs> intros that are yeah. this fucking long. Yeah. It's Unless like, it's like you're a going with the wind, we're moving on. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, so. Let's start back from the beginning. So the first 15 minutes of this movie are a highly problematic. Um, Very. I think that we can trace back our interactions with young men and us as young women back to this movie. Totally. And back to um, many romantic comedies like this. So when, let's talk about how they meet. Okay. So Allie is from out of town. There's this carnival. Uh, Noah's got this friend Finn who we talked about who died in the war, but this is pre-war. Um, and he's with this girl who's friends with Allie. And so Noah's like, who's this girl? And he goes up to her and she's just like, no thanks, man. And he's like, well, I'm not taking no right. for an answer. Okay. So he sees her from a, it's a, from across the room situation. She's like doing the bumper cars. She's in bumper cars. And he's like, who's that? Yeah. Like her. She's pretty. She pretty. She pretty. And so then he goes up to her and he's like, hey, do you want to dance? And she's like, no. no. And he's like, why not? And she's like, because I don't want to. Yeah. Like, that's like, literally that's the their best interaction. response. And, like, so that's what? To, it's like a sentence and a word to him. She gets on the Ferris wheel with her date. And all of a Who, sudden... by the way, unsung hero. Can we talk about the date? Yeah. Because the film would have us villainize this guy. Of course. And really, though, like, that's her friend who's, like, protecting her. I know. He, well, because, like, we'll, we'll talk about her shitty girlfriend in a little bit. Right. But, like, like, what the fuck? Uh, so not what Keegan would do. No. So, anyways, she gets on the Ferris wheel with her date, and Noah, like, runs and jumps into the Ferris wheel seat with, like, between them. Safety hazard. And it's like, well, yeah, it starts getting yelled at, and he's like, go out with me, go out with me, why don't you go out with me? And she's like, no, 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 no. And then so they stop the ride because Noah was acting a fool and needs to, like, get off or whatever. And once again, she says again when he asks, why not? I don't Don't want want to. to. Like, I don't want to. And, and that's then, a perfectly acceptable answer. This fucking Ferris wheel conductor or whatever, like, stops it at the, at top, the top. Which is like, because he's like, hey, Noah, you can't do that. But, like, why stop, would you it, stop at the it at the bottom and pull him off or yeah. let Allie off or anything? Like, that was a bad You did move the on his worst part. thing you could have done. So, 
Mr. Ryan Gosling, Mr. Totally Noah. Totally stable guy. Stable. So, guys, I cannot stress this enough. So stable and healthy. Not a red flag at all. Jumps and hangs from the bars of the Ferris wheel and is like, tell me you'll go out with me. Tell me you go out with and me. She's, she's like, like, no, no, no. And then he's like, my hands are slipping. And then he's down to like one hand or whatever. And, so- and we should also emphasize, he's like 30 to 40 feet above like he's, he's at, at the, the top, top of, of the ferris wheel. wheel like he would if he die were to drop he were to die so of course Allie's like i don't want this man to die so she's like fine i'll go out with you and then and then Gas he gets her. his yes and he goes tell me you want to go out with me i want to go out with you say it again i want to go out with and, you and and he's like oh don't do me any favor like he does that yeah. thing that is the worst thing in the world and it's like you that i just hate. threatened your death you, yeah, you literally just threatened to commit suicide in front of but this like, girl. But, like, what if she, what if she continually said no? Would he just stay on there? Would he have fallen? Would he have got, like, what would the outcome of that? And <laughs> roll credits. End of movie. <laughs> and he did. He died. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's, it sends a really problematic message. Yeah, like, ladies, if a man is threatening himself threatening you and not you don't even know no him. for an answer and you do not know him that is not romantic that is creepy right this is a man who needs help and it's showing it, what it shows to young men too is that like if a woman continuously says no to you just push it just push it until she to says a yes. dangerous level right so uh, so that happens then we don't know how he gets down because lori we, knows we go back Next to the old scene. people yeah and, and then and then they meet again in the street in the street and he says hey so when we go and then he apologizes, kind of. Kind of. He's like, hey, I'm sorry I acted like that. I was just drawn to you, which is not really an apology. I always get what I want it's, kind of thing. He goes, "I when I see something I like, I'm going to get And he's just it. like, I just had to talk to you. Which and is, she's like, who the fuck are you? Which, yeah, listen, I am not anti-romance. I think no, that, like... that is not romantic to me. Uh, yeah, and I think that you can be drawn to someone from across the room. Like, I get that. But I'm like, this was... So problematic and weird. And then and then he says, okay, so how about that date? When are we going out? And she's like, uh, what never. Date? Yeah. And then he's like, but you promised me. Yeah. You swore yeah. it. He got real whiny yeah. right there, which was not cute. He's like, what? You want me to be funny? I can be funny. You want me to be smart? I can be smart. You want me to be... Like, he's like... Let me mold myself to whatever you want. I can do whatever you want me to do, baby. Me, me, me. And she leaves that interaction again, being yeah. like, no, no, I don't want to date you. This is many no's that yeah. he has received at this point. Then he kind of, like, makes Finn invite him to a thing that she's going to be well, at. But then he plays it off like, you sure sure she's going to be there, man? Like, it kind of, like, he's kind of like, it almost is like, did Finn set him up? Did he urge Finn to do it? But anyways, so, like, they show up at the movie theater and Allie is, like, with her girlfriend who's Sitting Finn's away girlfriend. from him well, deliberately. Well, this is before that. This is before that where they're just standing outside and she goes to her friend and looks at her like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, she's not happy to see him. What did you do? No. Her fucking girlfriend is just, like, letting this creepazoid join her on her date. Like, bad. Like, that is not what Keegan would do. No. Guys. No. No. Not okay. So then, yeah, he's sitting behind her and, like, watching her and then, like, climbs over and then Finn and his girlfriend are making out. Which is, okay, hold on. So, the girlfriend. Yes. Allie's best friend who we see for the first 15 minutes of the movie and then then never again. Yeah. Even the very first interaction. So, Noah sees Allie on the bumper cars. Then he comes up, asks her to dance. She says no. And she says, because I don't want to. Then she's talking to her girlfriend and she says, she says... Did you see that guy? He was standing, like, 12 inches away from my face. Yeah. And the best friend is like, 
oh, yeah, that's just Noah. I yeah. think he likes you. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck no. is this? But, yeah, so they go to the movie. She is not happy to see him. No. She deliberately sits far away from him. Yeah. And he climbs over people, yeah. sits next to her, and then creepily watches her watch the movie. Yeah. And then they leave, and somehow... For some reason. They had some sort of osmosis connection while watching a movie. Which is not established. And he's like, do you want to walk with me? And she's like, I'm going to walk. Okay. And then and then Finn's like, you're in love, you're in love, blah, 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 blah. Then another problematic instance happens. He th- puts her in danger. And even before putting her in danger. So they're going on a walk. He's like, tell me about your life. And she's like, here are all the things that I do. Here are all my interests. And he basically says to her, like, your interests are stupid. (laughs) These aren't things that you want to do. You're only doing them because your parents want you to do them. What do you want to do? And she's like, excuse me. And then she's like, I like to paint. I like to paint sometimes. That's what I do for me. And he's like, you need to learn how to take risks. You know what we should do? Lay in the street. Let's lay in the fucking street. Me and my dad used to do this all the time. And she's like, no, you're fucking crazy. Like, okay. And it's the most romantic scene. A singular suicide is not enough. He needs to take someone else down with him. I know. And I get it. It's a quiet street. Whatever. It is until a car comes barreling down and doesn't slow down at all. No. And she's like, and he's like, you need to learn to trust. I'm like, no, no, no. That's not trust. That's hope. That is hoping that no one is going to come kill you. And for me that is such a red flag when someone tells me to trust them and also because that can know you exactly if someone i don't know is like you need to trust me i'm like why are you so like obsessed with getting me to trust you because that makes me feel like i shouldn't trust you yeah like why are you trying so hard to get me to trust you i agree yeah it's a weird line it's like when guys say i'm a good guy yeah, it's like, it's like mm, then you're not a good guy. No. Okay, so that happens. They almost get run over because this car don't give a fuck. It does not laughing. slow down at all. No. That would probably be me, though, honestly. <laughs> I would probably break out into fits of laughter like her. Well, no, in the car they're laughing. Like, the people who almost run oh, them over like, are laughing. Oh, they're like, get out of the street! And they're like, ha, 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 ha. So, after that, cut back to old people narration, and they're like... After that, Allie and Noah were inseparable for some reason. And then it shows, like, they're, you know, she's smashing ice cream cones in his face. They're doing some cute Allie's stuff. Allie's extremely abusive. Uh, and then it cu- cuts to Allie hitting him. She beats the... They're like, they loved each other so much, but they fought all the time. And it's just them, a montage of them yelling at each other. And Allie beating the fuck out of him. I know. She hits him so, so much. So much. So many times in that movie. Which and I'm like, like, guys, not cool. Not cool at all. And then they're like... It's showing this weird thing of, like, when you fight passionately, you make up passionately. And it's setting such a bad example. Because, well, like, like a lot I was of 13 movies. watching this movie being like, oh, if, like, that's what it is. It's like you have these fights and it's heated and it's whatever. Then that transfers over to, like, your love for each other. But you fight because you love each other well, so I much. Well, fully, I fully expected that to be what love was. <laughs> like, yeah. when I got older, I absolutely thought that that's what it was. Um, because all old movies are depicted like that. Like, how many old school movies have you watched where the woman slaps him across the face and, and then, then he grabs kiss. her wrist and then they kiss and then it's, like, a beautiful, romantic yeah. thing? Nope. Whereas that does not translate into real life. Um, so all kinds of toxicity happening. And listen, again, I love this movie, at, or I like this movie, and I find... 
it to be a romantic sweet movie that did yeah. give me like a lot of feels but, but when they're young it is fucked up yeah but you have to be able to watch it while also being able to examine all of the behavior that's really fucked up yeah so at some point um Allie's dad is like, hey. Have him over for lunch. Have him over with all of us rich people. And then that rich dude asks him the most rude question you could ever ask a poor. How much do you make an hour? <laughs> he knows he's poor. Why would you ask him that? I know. And then he's like 40 cents an hour. And then like the mom's head fucking explodes. They're like, like ooh, scandalous. Scandalous. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, um... You meet Noah's dad, and actually, this is something positive. Who's the sweetest yes, guy. this is something positive that I want to bring up because they do do some things right. Yeah, and the relationship between Noah and his father is very sweet, and it's uh-huh. very. There's nothing aggressively masculine no, about it. They like read they poetry, poetry to each other. Um, it's a very positive relationship. Nurturing, like, physically affectionate relationship. And also how he is with Allie, too. Like... The father? Yes. Yes. I I love when he takes that... She brings a painting over and he takes it out and he's, like, so... This is amazing. this is a picture. Like, this is great. Like, oh, I know just where to put this and blah, blah, blah. Like, the night and day differences between, like, when Noah met her family and when she meets the father. I, I do also think that that is an old movie trope of, like... Poor people are fun. Yeah, and, and then they're cozy. dancing in the streets. And yeah, like, they have a total Titanic scene where they're like, "You want a soft shoe with yeah. some black people?" <laughs> no. In 1940, the only black people in this movie are the black people in that scene, and the, the black maid, and the black singer, and all of the nurses in the nursing home. Like, yeah. Oh, it's very stereotypical. The color issues with this movie for being a movie that takes place in the South in the 1940s. They don't address it in any way. Yeah, Not that I mean, they have it's, to. It's accurate, but they don't address it, which but makes it, it weird. But it's weird. It's yeah. definitely weird. You notice it. You notice it, and then you're also like, these are my protagonists, and of course I'm rooting for you guys, yeah. but at the same time, the weird way that you treat your well, black maid makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, well, and then it's funny because Noah, when he's reading, old man Noah, when he's reading The Notebook, he's saying that they were an improbable love. And I'm like, oh dear, two... Good-looking white people getting together so, so improbable. I mean... Like, I get there was the class thing, but to me, it's, like, two sexy young things. Really? I mean, it wasn't improbable that they would have a summer romance. I think even as, you know, creepily Colonel-esque as her dad is, as Allie's father is, with his weird-ass twirly mustache, um, he... Even he, I think, completely understood that it was okay. It was okay to him. It's just a summer romance. Yeah, it's a summer romance. It's fine. They're young people. They are two good-looking people. Yeah. Like, it's fine. Yeah. It's the mom, because she had her own pent-up fucking issues. Right. She's projecting all of her feelings onto her daughter the entire time. Right. Which is great. Don't you love when parents do that? Fantastic. It's wonderful. So, Noah and... Allie are like, hey, let's go on a date. He takes her to this creepy fucking mansion. Yeah. Um, that was a plantation home, I'm certain, and yeah. haunted by all kinds of, of yeah. slave For ghosts. sure. And then she starts playing the piano. They start kissing, and then she goes, make love to me. Oh, which... That, make love to uh, me. Uh, I hate that phrase. Oh, my mom always used to call it making oh, love, and it was so I gross. I don't like it. 
Because I don't I like think it that. Was, I think it was It's a Wonderful Life or some other old movie we were watching and they kind of, you know how they were just like pan to the window or a door would oh, close yeah, for and sure. be like, what are they doing? And my mom would be like, they're making love. And oh. I'd be like, ah! why does that, like, uh, that just, that term grosses me out. Yeah. They straight fucking they is fucking. what they're doing. Um. <laughs> so she's like, make love to me. And then they have the most awkward scene I've ever seen in my entire life where they are just staring at each other and taking off their own clothing Ooh, very that. slowly. Oh, the weird strip scene. I know. And Ooh, they're just weird. staring at each other. And then like he drops his pants and you just kind of see her eyes go up and down. And then Has she drops her pants. Anyone ever done that? Have no. you ever just stood across from a, like, across a rug? from another person and then like slowly taking your clothes off it would be doing it so uncomfortable yeah i mean unless you're doing like a nice little strip tease but then again you're probably not both doing it at the same time staring and this is not a strip tease this is her in her 1940s underwear slowly pulling her clothes down oh no and he just like puts a blanket on the ground and then so they're on the ground but i like the way the rest of this scene was handled to be honest part of it i i was skeptical about so they start fooling around and Allie is clearly uncomfortable. She's talking, talking, talking. Like, what are you thinking about? Why aren't you talking? I don't understand. Blah, 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 blah. And it's kind of endearing. But he starts to look a little annoyed. And, you know, like, has it ever happened to you where, like, things aren't really going well and the guy will just, like, sit up? And you kind of know that's, well, like, it's over? to me, the way that I read that was because he does check in with her. He does. You know what I mean? I think it was physical frustration because... Yeah. I mean, this is a guy who's, like, 17, and he's, like, we about to have sex, right? Like, so your body does do certain things. So I read that as, like, he wasn't frustrated with her emotionally or in in any way. He was trying to, get himself to come down a little bit. I think he was just kind of like, are we having sex or not? She won't shut up. Oh, to me, it just kind of seemed like this bitch won't shut up, and then he kind of took a second and then was like, we don't have to do it. So to me, it seemed like a moment of frustration and then pulling himself back But I think that that's... I think that that's okay. I think it's okay to be physically frustrated because it clearly wasn't something that was he wanted to try and guilt her or pressure her. No, which is great. And then Finn runs in and is like, Allie's parents called the cops. Because it's two in the morning. Yeah. The fuck? Well, they know they know she's with him. I mean, they've met him. Like they're clearly just being assholes. No, it's night. No, dude, it's nineteen forties. You're 17. I think my, you know, not even being in the 1940s, if I was 17 and my parents didn't know where I was. Oh, my curfew was midnight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at that time, I don't know that I ever had a hard curfew, but if I had not conveyed to my parents that I was going to be out all night and I wasn't home at 2 a.m., even if they'd met the guy before, especially if they'd gone to the guy's parents and been like, or dad and been like, is she here? And she wasn't. Yeah. I could see that. I yeah, could, I don't think they true. necessarily overreacted. Right. Well, then sh- they do overreact a little bit. The mom does. The mom does because the mom is like, you are not to see him anymore. They like go into the office and the dad Allie, seems pretty calm. Allie has no emotional maturity. Granted, she's 17, but she's like, mama, no, you can't do it. I love him. You guys don't even know what love is. You don't even, you don't laugh. You don't have fun with each other. I mean, she she is 17, so we have to give her a certain amount of grace, but... It is annoying. It is. She is is annoying. She's annoying. Um, But, so... And he's sitting here listening to all of it, and he's just, like... Awkwardly listening to her mom say, he's trash, he's trash, over and over (laughs) again. Yeah. Um, So he gets up, and he's like, I think I'm going to go home. Oh, yeah. And then Allie... It's, like, three in the morning at this point. I'm tired. I I don't need to hear you talk about me like that. I'm going to go home. So Allie... She comes running Runs after him. Noah! Noah! And then he 
in a very, I think, emotionally mature yeah, well, he finds out that she's going to college in New York, too. So he's like, look, we'll have our thing till the end of the summer. And, and if then, it works out, it works out. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. But, you know, I feel like you should be living your life and doing your thing. And then she starts Beats the beating shit him, him and yelling at him. And then he, she's like, go, just go. But then she's not letting him go. She's, like, beating him. And then he gets in the car and he starts to drive away. And then she's, like, holding onto the window, like, no, You're we're not, not really going to go. Really gonna go, right? Like, this is just a fight. It's going to be all better tomorrow, right? 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 But can I also emphasize once again, when she starts hitting him, it is, like, she's hitting him hard. Yeah. To the point where Ryan Gosling does this weird thing where he, I'm sure it was Grabs an act- his own face. Where I'm sure it was an actor's choice where he starts hitting his own oh, face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like, she's hitting him in the face and in the arms and pushing yeah, and him. Yeah, and he starts hitting and, like, grabbing his own face. Because he knows that he can't hit her. Yeah. So he's, like, hitting his own face. And I'm yeah. sure that was an actor's choice yeah. on his part. Yeah. It's an interesting one. Not a bad one. I liked it. But it I is an interesting it, it one. it showed his, like, frustration, and I feel like it also kind of was, like, mocking her in a way. Yeah. Like, do you like, see what you're doing? What? You're what? what are you trying to do? You're not hurting me. What are you going to do? You so, know? Allie wakes up the next morning, and her parents are like, listen, we are getting you the fuck out of here. We out of here. Right now. So, she drives to the quarry, or wherever the fuck... Uh, Ryan Gosling works and the lumberyard or whatever and finds Finn and is like, where's Noah? Where's Noah? And he's like, um, Noah is working on a delivery or something. Because he has a fucking job, bro. And she's like, well, tell him I love him. And, and like, he's like, okay. you need to let it go. He's like, he's, he, he's like, I'll tell, I'll tell him you love him, but also, like, if like, he wants to see you, he'll write to you. Right. Calm down. So... He does write to her. He writes her a letter he goes, every day. Every day for a year. And then they have to specify 365, 365. letters. And I'm like, thanks. I'm not a dumbass. We, we know how long a year is. <laughs> so he writes to her every day for a year. He doesn't get a return. And he's like fucking heartbroken. And he's like, I'm going to write one last letter. And he's like, this is our farewell letter or whatever. Yeah. And they go their separate ways. He goes to war. Finn dies. She meets Lon. They get engaged. Lon seems Lon's great. Lon's great. Okay, but when she meets Lon, this is, and it's not saying anything necessarily bad about him, but she does have this weird pattern of guys semi-stalking her to be with her. Yes, because it's so true. he's like again on romance. Is that not what romance is? I know, right? So like he's all beat up, and she's tending to him, and he's saying, "Oh, when I get out of here, you know, let's go on a date." And she's like, "Well, let's just focus on getting you better." Yada yada yada. And then she's like walking with her gal pals. Around school or whatever, and then there's this like, she's like, "Oh, he's hot James though." James Martin, ha- like hanging out by his car, and then they're like, "He's looking at you," and then she doesn't recognize him, and he's like, "What about that date?" And it's like again, like he's kind of like following this woman, and I don't know, like it's, it's sweet, it's weird, it, it's also, it's weird. It, it's all, it also makes Allie seem a little superficial because yeah, he. Asked you out already. Granted, yes, he was in a full body cast. You couldn't see what was going on under there. I understand. However, it's like you don't know him any better right now than you did when he was in the hospital. Well, also, he could have died. You know, I don't know if there was something where she was just trying to kind of be professional with that, too. I guess of so. Like, What's that? I guess so. I don't know. I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll okay. go her a bone. All right. So she they could start use one, dating. So cool. They start dating. And yes, he's very, very wealthy. But he's also like fun and And attentive and they dance and he's funny and like and then she they so they get engaged and then like she says something to him though when she's going back to see noah and she mentions something about how she doesn't paint anymore and he goes i didn't know you like to paint 
To me, that's not his fault. No. That's her fault. I agree. I feel like the movie frames it in such a way that, like, we're supposed to hold that against Allie. Right. Or, or sorry, we're supposed to hold that against Lon for not knowing right. that. Right. Like, oh, you're like, keeping he never her asked. from the passions. Yeah. But it's like, how did he know to ask? Like, exactly. she should have told him, these are my interests. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah, I mean, I guess broadly, he could have, should have asked what are the things you're passionate about right but, but maybe it was people one of those changed things, well, and maybe yeah. she wasn't into painting and anymore. maybe they just like had conversations and got to know each other it wasn't like he was drilling her with questions i mean like people have different types of conversations right. i feel like all the time and we should also establish that before she um right after she gets engaged but before she sees noah in the paper noah sees her on the street and he's in a bus and he does something again very dangerous where the bus driver will not stop the bus and he pulls the brake pulls the or he pulls the door Door open open. and then runs out after her almost gets hit by multiple cars almost causes many wrecks a wreck and then looks in the window and sees her very happy with James Marsden and then she and then he's like that's what propels him into the great depression of fixing that house. Right. In somewhere in his mind, he's like, if I can fix this house, I can get Allie back. Yeah, so he makes it exactly the way that she wanted it to be made. Which, again, listen, I, I know true love. Like, I yes. get it. I get it. I know it, it worked is, out at the but, end. Like, there is something that, It's like, obsessive. Think about it if this was a sitcom. It's obsessive. And the woman is talking about a man who, like, oh, my God, he won't leave me alone. He's doing this now. He's doing this now. Like, if you and I were having this conversation and, this, and I was like... Oh, by the way, my ex is now building me a house waiting for me to come back. Right. It's weird. Your reaction would be... It'd be very weird. What the fuck? Yeah. I'm with you. I think that... I get it for the purposes of this story that it needed to happen and that it it is framed as romantic because they ended up together at the end. Right. But if they didn't... Yeah. Then it would be like, you've let this one relationship that you had when you were a teenager derail your entire life. life. Yeah. You can never be happy again. You can never move on. Well, and then also, they're like... If it's seven years later, they're only like 24. Yeah. I think maybe he was slightly older. Maybe. Because he was definitely out... Like out of high school, so yeah. maybe he was eighteen or nineteen, so right. a couple years older than her. So, but still, yeah. So he does all that stuff. He gets his, you know, face in the paper. He won't sell the house to anybody because no one's good enough for this house, and because of course he's waiting for Allie. We know that's why. And then, like I said, she sees his face in the newspaper and faints. And I'm sorry, I don't like that dress. I didn't hate it. Uh, wouldn't be my choice. But I didn't hate it. I mean, no. and then it's like, oh my god, the governor's gonna be coming to your wedding, and blah 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 blah. And she's like, oh my gosh, the social event of the year. What crazy? Sees and the, the mom, picture, and the mom, like, it's like handing her the newspaper, and yeah. the mom sees Noah's face in the picture, and you can see it on her face. She's like, oh shit, yeah, oh, no. fuck. <laughs> and so Allie faints, and then she's having like, like Keegan said, she's in the bathtub wearing her veil, drinking like a glass of whiskey or something and just like having a breakdown and then the next day shows up at Lon's office and is like I know you're in a meeting and that's great honey but like I'm having a problem I need some me time I need to go to this place and like I don't think he knows I don't I mean I'm sure he doesn't know about her past relationship or anything like that so he's like yeah babe if you're getting a little cold feet or if you need to kind of do your thing like I support you are you okay are we okay like normal questions I fucking stan Lon I I like him not not Lon and Allie I just stan no just Lon. Lon I mean also, though, he is a, um, he does own a cotton plantation. That's why he's so rich. So oh. probably racist AF. But yeah. that's not established. So we'll just say I like Ron. Uh, Ron. Lon. 
his evil twin brother. <laughs> Ron, the really racist one who also has a twirly mustache. Um, um, so he's like, yeah, babe, whatever you want. She goes straight to Noah's house and, like, shows up and starts talking to him. And he's, like, dumbfounded. Like, I don't know what to say. Then she wrecks his fucking fence. Runs into his fence. And, and he's, then like, he's like, you want to come outside? Yeah. Like, you seem to be having a problem. Yeah, your car broke down because you hit inside. my fence. Do you want to come inside? So at <clears> some point during all this, they have another flash forward where they're old and they're sitting and uh, he's reading outside and then Duke is like, hey, want to meet my family? And, and they're so, all fucking weird and wide-eyed with her and she's like, I'm going to go inside and take, I'm take a, a nap. nap. And like the little kid and like the name, the kid's name is like Davney or something. I'm like, yes. That's a dumb name. And she's like, what a pretty name. And I'm like, no, it's a dumb name. Dumb we apologize name. to any Davenies listening. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I've never heard. I had a friend named no, Dagny. It's not a real name. Yeah, I, I don't know what weird. it was. And then they're like, "Dad, move home." Like they're kind of shitty. She's never gonna remember. But he also has had two heart attacks. There's a reason that I feel like there's a reason he's there too. I mean, I think he's voluntarily staying in the nursing home. I don't think he needs to. Like I agree, I've had but, family members who have had heart attacks. But he attacks. has to take medicine every day. Like I feel like I get it. Why? I mean, yes, he is voluntarily staying. Yeah, there for I don't Ellie. think he's staying there because of his heart attacks. I think he's staying there for her. Of course he is. But his but it doesn't kids, make complete his kids nonsense. are shitty about it. though. Yeah, they're like she doesn't even remember you. I'm like that's your mom. Yeah, they're very cold. <laughs> I mean, like that is your mother. I understand that you're clinging to your one like parent who like knows who you are like i get that but they were was she terrible to you growing up or something? because you're very cold about her yeah. um it was it was weird and she's like oh your kids are so lovely blah 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 and like really liked them and it, it really did jar me a lot where it's like my god like you have no empathy for your poor mother like if that were my parents it would be terrible and like my I mean, this would never happen in a million years. If my dad were a different human being and my mom was sick with dementia and he stayed with her, I would be like, wow. Like, that would be a really amazing, beautiful thing. It yeah. is. And it's, show- it's showing such devotion yeah. for so long that I can't see myself being like, what the fuck, dad? Yeah. Get on with your life. So, Allie and Noah, in the very famous scene, again, more birds. They go in a canoe. He takes her out on the lake. Oh, we forgot to talk about if you're a bird, I'm a bird. Oh, that's why all the birds. Okay. So, like, back, one of their first dates, like, back in the beginning, they're at a beach, and she's, like, cacawing through the water, and he's, like, what the fuck is this girl on? And she goes, I think I was a bird in another life. And he's, like, what? She's, like, like, reincarnation. Tell me I'm a bird. Tell me I'm a bird. She's, like, yelling at him. (laughs) Tell me I'm a bird. And he's, like, fine you're a fucking bird jesus christ and he's like now say you're, you're a, a bird, bird. <laughs> he's like well if you're, you're a, bird, a bird i'm, I'm a bird. bird so so many birds thus the birds <laughs> in this movie so they are but why like it's just like i've read the book i Nicholas don't remember Sparks. there being birds in the book the book is actually fantastic that was like one of my first like sexual awakening moments was the sex scene in that book i was like what is oh happening my. to my body right now <laughs> i feel um, like that was a lot of people with the movie too yeah um the book though who wicked spicy I guess oh i dog-eared that page <laughs> you're like and like come back for this later hid the book like behind the bookcase and like Ha-ha. that's how you learned what erotica was yeah exactly <laughs> this is what erotica is um so yeah so they're fucking canoeing through a sea of geese which is just all bird shit I'm and then sure. it just starts raining i mean he Downpouring. makes he makes a mention that it's going to start raining but while they're canoeing it does not it's look a like it's torrential gonna rain. downpour and then it torrentially downpours 
And she starts yelling at him when they get back, and she's like, why didn't you write me any letters? And he's like... out of nowhere, like, they get... It's pouring rain. She, like, jokingly, like, throws her jacket at him, and it's like, ha this is so funny. She's like, now's the time to bring this up. And then they park the boat, and she gets out, she goes, you didn't write me! It wasn't wasn't over for me. A snake's tongue comes out, and fire comes out of her ears. And she's like... And he's like, I wrote you every day for a year. It wasn't over for me either. It's still not over for me. And then they Make out. Grabs her by the butt, picks her up. They're making out. They get inside the house. Clothes are coming up. Get to the bedroom. They fuck. They fuck, and um, she cheats on poor Lon. And poor he Lon. cheats on this girl, Martha, who although, is a queen. Although, okay, not in the defense of Ryan Gosling, but I do think that their relationship is kind of established as like she's a war widow, he's back from the war, and they're but lonely. She's but she's also like, let's go out and do things, and he's right. like, no, like she's trying. But she she is trying, but in his defense, he makes it very clear with her. There is a scene earlier where they're in bed together, yeah. Martha and Noah, and he does make it very clear to her that like. I don't want to go out with you. That that's not what this is. Yeah. And I can never give you what you need. I wish I could, but that's I can't. True. That's so true. So their, he, their boundaries are yeah, in they're place. established. So right. they fuck. And then the next morning, Martha shows up at the door and she goes, So that's the girl, which I'm like, how does she know? Like Must have talked about her. Or like, or I mean, like, can she see her through the window? Oh, like the car, I think. I think she saw the car. But, like, that could be anybody. Nobody visits him. That's true. He is a lonely drunk. So that's the one. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, I want to meet her. And he's like, no. And then, of course, Allie, like, wrapped in a blanket is like, No, she, she puts her clothes back oh, on. Oh, I thought she was in her blanket. And then she's like, what's up, girl? Come on in. And she's like, cool. And then and then it shows, like, that looks like it's the morning time. And then it sh- it's, like, nighttime. And she's leaving. And they do have a very sweet right. moment. And, where- and pause this. Because... That is another thing that I think this film does very well. I think that the lazy writing of this film could have pitted those two women against each other or made it really nasty, and it didn't do that. Sister solidarity. It was very, like, they were kind of like, I've heard a lot about you, I've heard a lot about you. Let's th- let's just take this for what it is and be friends, kind yeah, of. Yeah, and then and that she, was good. Martha also kind of comes to the realization that, you know, she hasn't really had that kind of love and happiness since her husband, and, like, it kind of, you know, helps her get a little introspective and everything, too. So, all is well, it ends well. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, Martha. Martha. Bye. Awesome, but goodbye. Goodbye. You're out of the story so, now. So, then it looks like the next morning... Allie's mom comes rolling in, and she's like, what the fuck you doing? I knew I'd find you here. That's when she's wrapped in a blanket, I think, is when oh, her mom gets there. Oh, that's right, because then she's, like, put some clothes on. And so they, they go for that drive or whatever, and they she gives her this whole thing about how she loved a poor. I'm using it too That's now. right, yes. She once loved a poor. And she was kind of trying, still trying to sway her, like, look, I'm going to give you all the information, but I still think you should be with Lon, which she probably And here's have. all these letters I kept from you for yeah. fucking seven years. Yeah, well, and then I don't get, what was the catalyst of, like, she comes back and starts fighting with Noah again. I think it's because she oh, knows God. Lon is there. I don't know, because those two fight constantly and it's supposed to be endearing. And I'm like, it's not. normal couples don't but fight this much. The thing, and that's when he's like, what do you want? What do you want? And they're both like 
just so bad for each other. Like, my God, you're treating each other like shit. And she's hitting him again. And he's, like, manipulating her. Like, you've never been happy. You'll never yes. be happy. It's so, that whole, like, you're never going to find anyone better than me kind Right. Of thing. And it's one of, and all of it is stemming from fear of him losing her again because he knows what life is like without her. And he can't get his shit together, apparently, no. unless she's around. And I do think that, again, this is what romance looked like to us growing yeah. up. And... It is a really... It's obsession. While I like this movie, it is a really upsetting way to frame a romantic relationship. It's showing that love is obsession. Right. And, yes. And that it's volatile and that you guys are gonna fight a lot. Yeah. You know? And, like, no. that's not the truth. I've like, been in a relationship, relationship where I fought a lot. And same. it was not healthy. No. You don't want to be in a relationship where no matter how passionate the that's makeup bad is... bad communication. It's... Terrible communication. And it's hard for me to believe entirely because in that scene when they um, almost give up their virginity to each other but then don't... It's very healthy. It's The communication is so good. Yeah. So I'm like, why can't you guys communicate on, like, a normal adult level the rest of the time? I don't understand. Well, because Allie is always going to act like a 17-year-old girl and fly off the handle because she's gotten everything she's ever wanted in her life. And she's like, I deserve what I want. Nah, nah, nah. Well, if you a don't man, know what you want. If nah. a man ever yelled at me the way that he is yelling at her, and I understand yeah. that she's oh, contributing. I but- literally, it was weird because watching that scene, I was like... I've had this fight. He's screaming at her. I've had that exact yeah. fight. You don't know what you want. What do you want? And like in my face. And let like, me tell that. you what you want, yeah. which is one of those things that's like well, and guilting her too. He's dependable. He's like that. Like it's the money. He's rich. Right. And like, you don't know this person. You don't yeah. know Lon. Yeah. And you don't you, know their relationship. You don't know the relationship, and it's also a little insulting because what are you saying about the woman that you love that you think that. She would only be with this guy for security, and he has no other redeeming qualities. Right. You know, it's insulting to her, and I understand it's coming from a place of, like, hurt on his part, but it is... still really fucked up. It's fucked up. She drives away, and she pulls the car over, she reads one of the letters, and then she uh, goes to see Lon, and Lon, like we said in the beginning of the episode, is is very understanding, and it's like, I still want to be with you, like, you've really hurt me, but I still want to be with you. And she, you know, it kind of looks like she would end up with him. And then all of a sudden, at the end, she pulls the car back up to the house. And supposedly, they live happily ever after. But it's like, are there no more fights? How do they have these kids? There are definitely more fights. Because if your entire relationship Maybe is... Maybe that's why their kids hate them. Because yeah, they're, they're like, like, all you did was fucking fight? Yeah, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, like we lived in a... A shit show of a house. Yeah, maybe you guys were fucking and fighting all the time. Yeah, maybe the parent, maybe the kids were just like, "Hey, like, you guys are not good for each other. You haven't been good for each other for forty five years. So, Dad, please let this relationship end. <laughs> like, your relationship is toxic. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, I think also it was a really nice choice to make Lon like redeeming because. I he think, was still. I always thought of him as the villain. Still, of though. course, but but looking at it as an adult, you're like, there's no way he was the villain. He no. was a really good guy, and making him a really good guy. I remember watching it with my mom one time, and my mom saying um, that Lon was a good guy, and I, me having a reaction like, Ugh, whatever, because you are rooting so hard for Ali yeah. and Noah. But then watching it as an adult, you're like, no, he was a really good he guy, really and good it actually guy. makes the movie better because 
they could have done the Titanic thing where the fiancé is a bad guy. Yeah, and you're like, you know? no, don't be with him. Yeah, and you, you root so hard for Jack in that movie. Yeah. Where in this movie, it makes Allie's decision much more difficult and in some ways harder to understand, <clears throat> harder to understand because you're like, why? the only reason why you guys are getting together must be love. Like, it must well, be just... And, and, like, they spent a summer together seven years before. You're spent, different like, now. <laughs> two days in bed and we're like, I'm going to throw everything away and I'm going to be with you. Which, yes, romantic, whatever. Bleh. And Not it works smart. out. Not That's smart. The only reason why this movie is as romantic as it is... It's because you see them as old people. It's because you see them as old people and you're like, oh, everything worked out. Yeah. And they made the right choice. And it is very sweet. You know, that's kind of the end of the flashbacks and then it shows him, you know, finishing up the book and her remembering in the sweet dinner and they're dancing and she goes i want to like let's just get in a car and leave and he's just like oh god this is gonna go away any second oh my god oh my god and then it does and it's so heartbreaking that scene is really hard to watch because and he's just the, the doctor is like you know he has a physical earlier with a new doctor and the doctor is like i don't know why you re the doctor's kind of shitty i know he's like i don't know why you read her this stupid book every day she's not gonna remember anything and it's like what kind of doctor you're shitty yeah and so he's like, no, she does remember. Like, she does remember things. And so when she does remember him and they're dancing and you're like, oh, my God, this is so sweet. And then, and and then, then she it forgets. turns immediately and she's like, why is this strange man touching and my body? And the doctor comes in and is like, see what I told you? This is bad. And you're like, no, it was so it was good. Great. And then he has a heart attack. Yeah, but the look on his face when, like, Allie's upset and he's crying and he good just actor. can't believe... Oh, it was so good. He's just like, I can't believe I've just hurt her. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's so, so beautiful. He's like, I need to go be with her even though he just had a heart attack. And the nurse is like, you're not allowed to go over there, but go ahead. I'm going to go get some coffee. For seven hours. Wink, wink. wink have wink. fun. And then, so she, he meets her in her room and she, like, remembers. Because they start talking to each other like they remember... And, like, he must know he's at the end of his life. She must know she's at the end of her life. And they kind of talk about doing everything together. And she goes, do you think we can go together? Or something like that. And he was like, I think our love can do anything. Yeah, so their love kills them both, essentially. <laughs> it, it, truly. Cause, and, again, that's framed. And it is sweet. It, it's framed as, like, the sweetest thing ever. That, like, these two They're people. They're holding hands. They and die, they die at the same time. They never have to be without each other. But what about them kids? Yeah, poor kids. Can you kids. imagine they losing lost both. both your parents at the same time? Ugh. I mean, it is romantic in a way. And I did um, listen to a Stuff You Should Know episode about Can You Die of a Broken Heart? Yeah, and we talked about that yeah, before on I mean, the show, too, I think. And the answer is no, of course, you can't die yeah. of a broken heart. But you there are instances where it does do things. You can have heart attacks. You can have the stress I mean, I feel like of... it was kind of, like, more of a fate thing. Like, I don't right. think there was, like, a real, like... It, to me, it just seemed like their bodies were both kind of ready to go, and so he, like, wanted to be with her. And, and he just let just go. Like, Let's just let yeah, go together. he let go. Um, so, so that's the notebook. That's, and then birds. And then birds, because they became birds, I guess. Beat when the they shit died. out of you over the head. Like, Allie slaps Noah. They, like, birds! <laughs> I know. Okay, so, all in all. All in all. I, this is my, my summary <laughs> for myself. I enjoy this movie. I yeah. tear up at this movie. I still find something really romantic and sweet about this movie and about the relationship. Um, I think, though, it's not the kind of thing we want to be introducing unchecked to young girls because yeah, having conversations as you watch it is yes good. it had an ad I do think all of these movies but this one in particular stands out to me I was 14 I saw it in theaters 
And it was, for every teenage girl, this was the epitome of what love and romance looked like. Yeah. So I definitely thought that pushing away guys that I liked was a good idea. Yeah. Um, Making them... Treating men how you want, even right. if it's hurting them. Making yeah. them chase me was a good idea, I thought. Having having them chase you was a good idea. And you know? if they did chase me and I didn't really like them thinking that that meant that maybe I should give them, give a, them chance. a chance. Oh, I've done that so many you know, times. Like, I guess I'll just go out with him. What's the harm? Right. And There's so, so much harm. Yeah, so it's just, it's one of those movies that I wanted to talk about on the show because it's such a prime example of how men as well end up in these compromising positions, these Aziz Ansari situations where they're like, I didn't realize that I did anything wrong. Because as a society, that's what we were raised on. We have told boys and girls that this kind of behavior is normal and okay. Yeah. Um, And encouraged. And encouraged. And same thing for physical violence from a female to a male. Like, that is a recurring theme. Yeah, and he can't hit her back because, like, can't hit a girl. So it's like, no one should be hitting anybody. Nobody should be hitting anyone. And that's framed as, like, this is a foundation that you can build a lifelong relationship off of. Nope. No, you cannot. without, I guarantee you that Ali and Noah did not make it as long as they did without some fucking couples therapy. Yeah. Because you you don't get through the hard times. If, if your instinct, especially after kids and all that stuff, is just to fight. Well, and they have, like, rage and temper issues. And then there's rage. such sweet old people. And you're like, where did the rage go? Yeah, like, why isn't he yelling so at you? They're so calm. Like, where I feel like he would not be that calm with her. Therapy. They had to have gone they to therapy. Had to have, that's the moral <laughs> of the story. Therapy will help. Well, depending on your relationship, go to therapy. Yeah. Sometimes just get out. Yeah. Just get out. What are your final feelings on this movie? My final feelings is that it's long. It is long. I was not looking forward to watching it when I got down to it, but I'm glad that I did. I haven't seen it in a really long time. I just like, it's just not my type of movie that I would sit and watch anymore. And I feel like I know it so well that I was just kind of, there was nothing exciting about it to me anymore. And I was just kind of like, meh. And I was watching it really with, like, a magnifying glass of looking for every little thing. Like, I did have notes I didn't even look at that have, like, quotes and things like that of of things that I was kind of like, ooh, red flag. Um, Because I was really, like, under the microscope looking for things wrong with it. I still do think it's a beautiful movie. I think that... It brings me a lot of nostalgia from that era of when I loved watching those really sappy love stories. But I feel the same way. I feel that if I were to have a daughter or take care of a girl, I mean, boys too, and we were to be watching that movie, I would have to pause every once in a while and kind of be like, do you understand why this isn't okay? What w- what could be done differently in this situation? If you were a girl and a guy jumps into your Ferris wheel, like what are some ways? What are some other ways that we could cope with this instead of just giving into right. it? Right. Well, I feel like I feel like raising questions with that, and then yeah. once the children understand, oh, this is kind of crazy, that they can still appreciate the story for what it is. Because as an adult, you do see it differently. Well, and I also think. Hopefully, as a society, we're just moving away from that in general. Yeah. Like, I think it is something that... The, but it it's is, just these movies aren't going to age super well. Well, but that's what I was just going to say, is, like, I feel like you do... Not the violence and things like that, but there are a lot of other movies, particularly, like, fairy tales, Disney movies, that sure. do age really well. 
And there's a lot of really um, uh, fucked up, manipulative, abusive stuff that are in those oh, movies Oh, I mean, as of well. course. But I so, think we're getting better as a society yeah. of pointing out these things that pointing are... Pointing them out and making new movies that are not quite as... Right. Detrimental. And I think we can, en- again, as with every problematic fave disclaimer that happens in every one of these episodes, yeah. we can take these movies and shows and songs and artists for what and who they are. Yep. And we can enjoy them still. And yeah. we can, you know, move forward with the knowledge that we now know. Um, it- it's just unfortunate that we had to be brought up in it yeah in that way so but you know there's a reason for everything maybe we had to kind of be exposed to some of that stuff to realize that it's wrong to then change the perspective of the next generation and as we get older so maybe it served its purpose with that as well i mean it's a movie that like if you're gonna hang out with your girlfriends and have a sleepover and eat ice cream and popcorn and wine like great great time and listen Ryan Gosling's hot. He is sexy. In he this is movie. hot in this movie. <sighs> and James Marsden is pretty. And he, and like apparently Nick Cassavetes cast him because he was like a, a relatively unknown and not handsome. Uh, I Hello? mean, I knew he was relatively unknown because the only thing I'd seen him in before that was Remember the Titans. Yes, and I forgot he was in that movie. But I thought he was cute in Remember the Titans. Me too, so. but Nick Cassavetes is like, you're not handsome. And it's like, uh, fuck you. Um, you're not handsome. So. Your, your face is ugly. <laughs> your face is ugly. Um, so yeah, we hope you enjoyed this kind of very chatty episode where we just broke down this movie. I had fun. Um, if you have some problematic fave movies that you would like us to watch and review for mm-hmm. you and talk about the things that may or may not be wrong with it. Yeah, or TV shows, musicians, yeah. anything that you kind of feel is like a problematic fave and you'd be curious to have our take on it. Yeah, uh, hit us up. Definitely email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram. You can private message us on Instagram at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. You can get us on Twitter at Yamf Podcast, Y-A-N-F Podcast. You can also find us on Facebook. We have a business and a Facebook group page. Yes. So. So. Um, let's see. You guys, we have probably about a month and a half or so until we're doing our Ask Me Anything episode. So I really want you guys to send us as many questions that you have. They can really be anything. They can be something as small as what's your favorite color and why. You can ask us about podcasting and how we started it, how we do it, anything like that. You can ask us um, things about feminism. Like it would also, it'd be great if you asked us questions that we don't really know the answers to. Like I love it when you guys give us suggestions and I have to kind of like do some research and learn about them. Um, so really anything that you want to ask us, go ahead and find us on any of those places that we just mentioned. Also, please remember to review and subscribe on iTunes. It helps us so, so much. If you want to listen to us on Radio Public, you'd be helping us out by giving us a couple cents every time you listen. It's nothing for you. Uh, helps us a little bit. Totally. I think that that is about it. I think that's all the things. That's all the things. And... I just want to find another reason for you to have to say a poor. Uh, a poor? A poor. <laughs> One of them pores? He's, he's a poor. She's a rich, he's a poor. Yeah, so, rich, rich girl. Rich, no, just a Rich poor. girl and a poor. And a poor. <laughs> That's the name of the movie. Rich girl and a poor. That's the name of that movie. That's the name of Titanic. That's yep. the name of many movies. Many a movie. It's always the rich girl. That's funny. So, you guys, with that in particular being said, we encourage you to, to rage on. on. Bye.
Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleep Wave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleep Wave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.